everybody. Welcome to the post-Thanksgiving edition of the Cheers to Your Health podcast. Now that's a mouthful. I am sitting here in green light in the hopes that the green will keep my plants green because we have had no sunshine except for, I think it was Monday. Either way, the post-Thanksgiving episode means that my stomach has been full of turkey for at least three to four days and I'm kind of done with it. I've had my fill. I'm ready to go back to the regular diet. But as most people know, once you have turkey and Thanksgiving, and then you have another Thanksgiving, you are going to be eating turkey for days. Now, for today's sort of thankfulness, I I kind of ran out of options so <laughs> already. So we're going to be thankful for the rain. It's been raining so much lately that I feel like I have no other chance or I guess nothing else to be really thankful for besides this rain. Um, I'll say it's because of the forest fires, but I'm trying to do some reverse psychology here and see if I'm really, really get into the rain that will go away for a bit and we can get some sunshine in October. That would be wonderful because nobody wants this much rain. I feel like it's been way too much. Now, awkward weather comments aside, I just want to put out a mini trigger warning for those who experience panic or anxiety attacks just as we're going to be focusing about and focusing on today and talking about today so if that is something that may trigger you please either turn the episode off or just proceed with caution nothing crazy it's just you know it's a touchy subject so i didn't want to i guess bring it upon anybody besides the title of course um so I guess I'll start off with by maybe outlining the difference between a panic attack and an anxiety attack. Uh, I'll get into my sort of history with it as well, but the I was obviously looking at Healthline because that was the first Google search that came up, and you know, being a scholar, I figured that was going to be the easiest way to do it rather than look for crazy-ass journals. Anyways, so we'll start by defining it, and then we'll move on later, but... Panic attacks, uh, they're, they're mostly caused by fight or flight sort of instinct and you get sort of frightening physical symptoms such as racing heart, shortness of breath, or nausea. It is also part of the latest edition of the Diagnostics and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or DSM-5. And they actually recognize them, but they don't recognize anxiety attacks, which is interesting. And anxiety is usually... I guess coming out of like stressful situations, experiences, or events, and it doesn't sort of invoke as much of a immediate shock to your system as a panic attack might. And this might be a mild reaction, a moderate or a severe reaction, depends on, I guess, what caused it. And this could be whether you have a stressful job, you're driving, maybe some sort of social situation, or maybe you have some random phobia. Or, you know what, it could be pain or an over, like way too much caffeine. Now with my experience, I, I never really thought I had them, but when I sort of got into university and I started experience, experiencing anxiety attacks, I, I guess I started recognizing patterns from when I was younger. And I began realizing that, oh my god, I've had these in the past, they've just sort of come out differently in different situations. So it was weird to sort of figure out that 
Oh yeah, so when I was shaking and couldn't breathe, it wasn't because I was weak, it was because I, I don't want to call it a disorder, but I was really stressed over something, right? And I guess anxiety sort of sits with all of us and it presents itself differently with everybody. But that was something that I never really recognized and it was something that I hid a lot of the time, um, whether it be through going running to the bathroom and just dealing with it there, or always sort of leaving the situation whenever I could. And I felt like over the years, uh, I've developed a, I guess, checklist for myself to be able to maneuver these kinds of situations and make sure that at the end of the day, I'm able to recognize that I'm having an anxiety attack and get on and get over it, really. That's, I guess, the best way to put it. But when I was younger, it always it always come in before, I guess, stressful moments, or. But it wouldn't be right before. It'd be, I guess, like an hour or two before. So I played a lot of tennis growing up. For those that don't know me, for those that do know me, yes, I'm talking about tennis again. But. It was, it would always be. A little bit before and I was always very lucky to have music along with me or a lot of the tournaments were outside so I could always use the fresh air to sort of calm down before my matches and then use dynamic movements to sort of get around it and in university it became obviously like during exams before exams um, you know just sometimes even when I was out partying or drinking I would have to leave and like immediately vacate the area like a fire alarm because uh, I felt one coming on and sometimes it was because of social situation sometimes it was because of drinking too and a lot of the times it is because I get into my own head and that's honestly I think the biggest reason for everybody as well is that sometimes you just get in and you get in your head way too much and you end up causing it yourself not to say, not not to not to say anything about that, but if you are able to be kinder to yourself and if you're able to slow your brain down a little bit, then I think it it'll just in general work out way better for you. Um, one of the things I've been doing recently, like I mentioned in the last episode, is sort of taking an hour before bed and putting away all my electronics and having that hour to unwind. And I'm somebody whose head, my brain is constantly, constantly racing, and it's very hard to turn off my brain turn off thoughts as I'm processing information and I'm already planning tomorrow the day after that next month basically thousands of things are going through every single minute and just <laughs> it gets kind of scary and I have a lot of trouble focusing on one task and what this hour has let me do is without sort of worrying about social media, texts, calls, work. It allows me to sit down for 30 to 45 minutes with a book and just sort of focus on each line, focus on the object of the story. And what I found is, is that the first sort of 15 minutes, I'm racing through each line, through each chapter, racing, 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 reading it so fast because my brain is just accustomed to processing all this information really quickly. Not that I'm saying I can retain all this information, it just goes by really quickly. You know, it's like you're spinning one of those 
carousels, you know, on the playground. You're just spitting it super fast and you don't really know why. But I find that after those sort of initial 15 minutes, that's when I begin to be able to slow down and read and understand properly. And that's something that I never considered in university because everything was sort of go, 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 that you sit down to read your reading. I mean, it was because I would be doing it before class, let's be honest. But if I ever decided to do it like a week in advance, which those of you who who still are in university, please do that. Don't do what I did. It sometimes might take you a little while to get into that sort of rhythm and be able to read and comprehend. And I would always get frustrated because I would read three to four pages, five pages, and I would have retained no information. I'll, I'll be looking at this reading and be like, what the hell did I just read? Some of the times it's because scholars like to use extremely big words for no reason. And <laughs> I'm just, just like, just say it properly like a normal human being. Why? But anyways, all of that to come to, uh, I wanted to share my, I'm going to call it the anxiety checklist because that feels like a fun little way to call, way to call it. And it's basically seven steps with the bonus eighth. And it basically goes like this. So I, as I feel a panic attack, sorry, anxiety attack coming on, I immediately grab a pair of headphones with music on it, with like my playlist ready. And this playlist cannot have depressing music. So no Olivia Rodrigo on there with that license plate, whatever song. It should be calm sort of melodies, sometimes maybe with no lyrics. Smooth jazz helps. Smooth jazz solves everything. But you should always have a playlist ready. They don't need to think about what songs. They should just be sort of either upbeat, just something to immediately take your mind off the shock that your body is going through. Step number two, you need to leave your immediate area. You either go outside if it's nice weather, uh, even if it's cold, as long as it's not raining, go outside or get out of your immediate area. So leave the room, go to a different room, leave your situation. Because what ends up happening or something in the room that you're in right now caused that anxiety attack. And now your body's associating the room with the anxiety attack as well. So you need to get the hell out of there. And it can be whatever it is, just get out of your immediate situation. And that doesn't mean walk. 10 miles away, all it means is that either go to the next room or go outside. Because then we can do step three, which is you take five deep breaths uh, in through the nose, out through the mouth. It's proven by science. Do I actually know what kind of science? I don't, but it sounds cool. So do some breathing, do the five deep breaths. And as you're starting to control yourself, now look around your surroundings and focus on one object or maybe do an exercise where you find five things in your area that either interest you or do the you should find five blue things in your surrounding i don't know where they do i feel like they do that mental hospitals so you know what give it a try if you want or you might turn into harley quinn either way either one works but you need to start occupying your mind and sort of begin to understand your surroundings as well Step number five, if you can, chug some water. Why? I don't know why. I feel like everybody's dehydrated anyways. 
and we could always drink more water. Unless you're drinking like four liters, four to five liters of water a day, you're crazy and go pee because that's ridiculous. Step number six for me uh, is to take three deep breaths. So now that we sort of handle the situation, we can now begin to wind down and just right and just let out all of the anxiety out of your body. Followed by step number seven, and this is for all the tennis players out there and I guess all the athletes out there. And you know what? Just all of you. Talk to yourself. This is something that I do way too much throughout the day, which is why I can talk to this microphone and not look like a crazy person, because I do it anyways. But begin talking to yourself with those positive thoughts of like this is this will pass. This is gonna be okay, it's all gonna pass. Or if there's a phrase that comforts you, you can repeat it to yourself over and over again right? Because a lot of our anxiety is in our heads and putting it out there, putting it outside of our body will really help you get over it. And now there is a bonus step, but you have to sort of be alone to do this. And no, get your mind out of the gutter. Um, you need to dance like an idiot. And I don't know why, but it works like a charm. And if nobody is around and you dance like a fool, you will start beginning to you'll laugh at yourself and you'll find the whole situation funny because you look ridiculous you're not a good dancer your hips aren't supposed to move like that they're creaking they're cracking your knees are suddenly not okay but if you can dance do it because you might actually make yourself feel good that way and it's just making a little bit light of the situation because it's such a tough it's such a tough break on our mind and it's constantly overwhelming so putting a little humor in the situation never hurt now again this was just this checklist is what i use for myself and it doesn't mean it's going to work for you it doesn't mean it's really going to work for anybody you know what somebody could do this and it won't work for anybody but give it a try and maybe write down the steps and see which ones work for you and maybe build build your own checklist right we all respond to different things. If you need to go and like lay down in a blanket to get over it, then go lay down in a blanket. But I always know that for me in the past, I've always needed to be active in my body. I've needed to kickstart my body into basically doing something. Otherwise it would only get worse. And I've, the last few I've had have ended up in me shaking uncontrollably and crying. Uh, and actually, Crazy enough, my dog was the one that was able to snap me out of it. Um, for those that know my dog, Tosha, he's kind of crazy and very rambunctious. That's the one time I'll use that word. But he was actually the one that saved me out of it last time because he just kept sticking his nose in between my arms as I was, I'll admit it, crying and uh, shaking. And I couldn't stop myself and nobody was home and he was there to sort of to sort of knock me out of it and that's why pets are amazing like we don't I don't even I couldn't I could not understand how he knew but he knew somehow but if you are having an anxiety attack and you need somebody don't be scared to reach out to whoever's nearby more often than not they'll understand and yeah I think that's that I, I think that's like the perfect way to end it. On pets, get yourself a dog, because why not?
right? They're way better than we are. Such pure hearts. That's why I follow a bunch of dog pages on, on Instagram. Because what else more do you need than to see like a little baby husky or a little baby Pomeranian? I always want to call them pomegranates. Either way, have a wonderful rest of your week. And we'll pray for some sunshine. And yeah, thank you for listening. Peace. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Your input and feedback is one of the main reasons I decided to do this in the first place, so feel free to leave a comment with something you would like to be discussed. You can also find me on Instagram at Danny underscore Foxcroft, that's spelled D-A-N-N-Y underscore F-O-X-C-R-O-F-T. Thank you so much for your support, and as always, cheers to your health.